My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are having a good week. I am so effing pregnant. That's kind of top of mind for me. I'm really, really learning to play it cool in my business and really just focusing mainly on thinking about my clients, taking care of my clients in the mastermind and prepping my team and myself for maternity leave. Those are my two main business focuses. Um, I've been having a lot of fun marketing in my business. Um, and that has been fun. Like I've been doing more reels and just like having fun in the marketing side of my business, which I think has been so, so fun. Um, but there is a lot of work for me to prep as I prepare for maternity leave. I am so excited to meet my baby boy, but I got to be honest, this pregnancy has been a real big pain. I'm just in a lot of literal pain and, Um, I'm still super sick and throwing up and all my first trimester symptoms. So it's this whole pregnancy has been such a challenge, but I cannot wait for baby to come and for my life to just like slowly get back to probably not normal. Um, but I'm just ready to have my body back to be honest and my appetite and my just like me. So Anyways, that's what's top of mind for me. We're also prepping our home. Um, We recently bought a house uh, a couple months ago, and I still have so much work to do to get it like together. And the goal is to get it together before baby comes. And baby's coming in literally four weeks or six weeks, four to six weeks. So lots of work to do, but it's all right. You know, life is 50-50. We got the good and we got the bad. And that's okay. Like having the bad is okay sometimes and having the good is great. (laughs) So anyways, let's talk about what I want to talk about today. So I have been doing so much work with my mastermind clients. I've been really challenging them to not only self-coach themselves and really learn how to ask themselves hard questions and really help them understand how to be aware of their own mind. But what I wanted to talk about today um, was one, to help them, but it's also going to help you. And I want to talk through how I have coached myself, okay? Like I want to really in detail talk through what happens in my mind when I am coaching myself. I think I've talked about it on multiple episodes before, but not really in a way where I'm like teaching you exactly what I do when my mind, you know, is either is spinning or I'm thinking super negatively or I'm unmotivated or like 
whatever the case is, I want to talk through that with you. So I came up with two scenarios. If I have time, I might add a third, but I've came up with two scenarios that I've gone through personally that I've really had to coach myself through. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to show you what is this mindset work that I do and what that literally looks like. Okay. So let's get started with sharing. I use a tool from Brooke Castillo. She is the head of the creator and head of the life coach school. She has something called the self-coaching model and it's what I use in my coaching. It's how I teach my clients. We do some other things too, but that's like the main one. And that is kind of what I'm going to talk through today, that that model. Um, but I'm also going to just give you some perspective on how I use it and how I use it in my mind. So let me quickly just go through the actual model, okay? So it's basically just an exercise that helps you be aware of what your thoughts are and where your mind is at, okay? So it kind of starts like this. There, The first thing you want to consider when you're having like a, a negative thought or you, you just want to be aware of what the hell is happening in your mind, I start with a self-coaching model and that's the first thing you want to think about is the C, the C line, which is the circumstance line, okay? So basically I would write, if you, you have a notebook in front of you, if you don't, that's okay, um, circumstance. So the first thing you want to think about is um, the circumstance that has caused some array of thoughts that you're having. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling unmotivated, if you're feeling whatever, that is caused by your thoughts, right? And your thoughts are created from circumstances. So let me explain the model really quickly and then we'll do an example. So basically the circumstance that is in front of you is factual. A lot of people like to put thoughts in the circumstance line, but I want you to think of the circumstance is something you could like prove in court. It's like very factual. So for example, if I had a thought like nobody wants to work with me, let's just say, I want to think about the circumstance. So the question I would ask myself is, what caused me to think this thought? And let's just say, for example, and this is going to be one of the ones I talk about. Let's just say, for example, that I got three no's on sales calls in a row. Okay. That is the truth. That happened. That's like fact, right? Three no's in a row. That caused a thought. The thought is, Nobody wants to work with me. So the circumstance is 100% factual. You really want to dig in your brain of like what exactly happened that made you think this thing. If we weren't talking business and let's say you had a thought of like, oh my God, I'm so fat. (laughs) That's like what I think of all the time right now because I'm so pregnant. And when I think about what triggered that thought, it could be, let's say, I just had like a had cheeseburger and fries. Like the circumstance, ate a cheeseburger and fries. The thought, oh my God, I'm so fat. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> but still, I just want to give you that example. So the C line is very factual, okay? 
Then there's the thought. So your circumstances are going to trigger thoughts. Your thoughts are sentences that your brain comes up with. They are not true. They are not. Sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're not. But literally, they are conscious and subconscious thoughts, okay? They will come to you whether you like it or not, good, bad, ugly, all of it, okay? But I don't, like what I want you to really look at is that they are just thoughts and they don't need all the meaning in the world, okay? So your circumstances will trigger your thinking, your thoughts, like actual individual thoughts. And your thinking, the thoughts that you have will produce a feeling for you, right? So if you're telling yourself, for example, nobody wants to work with you, what does that feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? Right? Like I want you to ask yourself this question and I want you to answer it with an actual emotion, not with a thought or a question or a phrase or anything like that. I really want you to come up with one emotion that that thought produces. So we talked about circumstance. The circumstance triggers the thought. The thought creates a feeling. And then your feeling is going to produce some actions or some inactions or some reactions, right? So for example, if you're, I'm going to use a different example. For example, if you're, um, if someone, I'll give you an example that like I've been dealing with a lot lately. People, like a friend will ask me like, oh my God, let's do dinner, right? That's like the circumstance. Friend asks, asked me to go out to dinner, right? The thought that I have, that's like the actual thing that happened. The thought that I have is I'm so effing tired. I don't want to have dinner. I just want to lay in my bed because I'm so pregnant. (laughs) That's a long thought. But I would say like the thought that it produces was probably something like, I don't want to go. I'm tired, right? then I don't want to go, I'm tired, is going to trigger a feeling. And for me, I don't know, in this example, it could be like guilty or like um, indecisive, right? Like something like that. And then my, like I could, the action line, right? So that thought is going to produce, that feeling is going to produce some type of action. And the action might be like ignore their text, right? Or ignore the question. Or it could be like, let's say, texting them back saying like, no, I'm not in the mood or I'm busy or like a lie to them, right? Like these are all different actions I could take that are produced by the feeling I'm feeling, right? So that's what I mean by like your actions, your feelings will produce some actions, Sometimes it'll be inactions. Sometimes it'll be reactions. Who knows? And then at the end of the day, your actions will always produce some type of result, right? But here's what I, here's what the self-coaching model has taught me is that my thoughts, my thoughts are what create my results, That is the biggest lesson I've learned in business that really transformed the way I think. And I I was really triggered by that phrase, your thoughts create your results, for a long time. 
But when I really dove into it, when I really just accepted it as true, when I really just decided, what if this is true? Let me play this game for a while. Let me see if this is true, but I'm going to give it all I got. And if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. And when that shifted, so much shifted in my mind and in my business. So I just explained the self-coaching model, okay? There's circumstance. Your circumstance will trigger um, thoughts. Your thoughts will produce some feelings. Your feelings will produce some action, and your actions produce results, okay? It's kind of how the model goes. And then you always, always, always want to make sure, like, this is how you know your thoughts are BS, is if they're com- they're blatantly lies. Like, you could literally just come up with evidence and be like, actually, that's lie. Like, for example, there's so many people out there who will spend money and they'll be like, I'm broke. I'm so broke. I have no money. That's the thoughts that are going through their head. But in reality, they have money, right? So that means that that thought is like complete lie. Your brain is just wanting to serve that to you, but it's a lie. So I always want you to consider like the evidence too um, after you're done. But the point of the self-coaching model is, at least how I use it, is for awareness. It's not to make the perfect model and to write all this out and to do all this stuff and do it perfectly. The point of this model is for you to start being super self-aware. So now I want to go into how I coach myself, not just what the model is, but like how I use this to my benefit. So the way I use this model and the way I coach myself is really understanding. I think the first level of this is understanding that you have a human brain, that you you and your thoughts are not like super special and you don't have the worst mindset and everybody who is creating all the results that you want to create, they're not walking around with a positive ass mindset all the time. No. Everybody is human. All of us are human. Some of us have gone through more than others, a thousand percent, right? Like this is going to be harder for some people, a hundred percent, okay? That being said, the point of this model is for you to really explore your own mind and start to give meaning to the way your brain works so that you can stop shitting on yourself all the time, so that you can stop shaming yourself all the time. The point of understanding your mind and your mindset is less about make like changing you into a different mindset or changing your mindset from this to that. And it's much more about accepting that you have a human mind and you have human feelings and that you are safe regardless of them and learning to create that safety. Okay. 
I just want to be super clear about that because I feel like so many people are like, oh, what's wrong with me? My mindset, da, 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 I'm so negative, la, la, la. And it's like, no, y'all, like we all are, <laughs> we all are humans. And look, like you're going to have negative thoughts <laughs> at every level of your business and every level of your growth journey, period, like period. Sometimes I'm, I think it's like, sometimes I'm like, isn't it wild that like Oprah, Oprah, isn't it wild that Oprah also has negative thoughts about herself? Like that's so weird to me. But then when I think about it, I'm like, she's human. Of course she does. Of course she does. So let's get into how I coach myself. I wrote out some scenarios I want to talk through. Okay. So scenario number one, and this is how I coach myself and the way I think about it. So scenario number one is something I went through, let's see, in 2020, I think it was. I had recently quit my nine to five, maybe a couple months prior. And um, we had, let's see, we had, I think we had downsized. We had downsized, uh, we had moved from our, we had a house in Oakland, California, and we left our house to move for my husband's job in Los Angeles. And we got this big apartment and then we actually ended up downsizing because we decided that I would quit. I mean, I decided and, you know, got him on my side. Um, and we decided to downsize our entire apartment so that we could just save a couple bucks, right? Like every month. So we did that. We got into this smaller apartment. It was pretty, it was a fair size, but it, it definitely was smaller than what we were used to. But we both knew like this is grinding season. Um, you know, we're going to make some sacrifices to our lifestyle. But I kept assuring, reassuring my husband that like my business is going to work. I'm going to make this work. And although I was like really scared, um, that was the decision we made, right? So it was around this time when we just had downsized that I wanted, um, that I invested in this program and it was about $5,000 and I had spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars before that, but it was different because now I didn't have my job, right? Like before I had my own nine, nine to five money and I could spend my own money on whatever. And now our finances were like very open to each other, especially mine, because I didn't have money coming in like that. At this point, my business was not making consistent money. Um, I think I had only brought in four or five thousand dollars into my business total. And I really wanted um, to to invest in this program. I invested in it, and I remember uh, investing in that program triggered a lot of thoughts for me. The, so the circumstance was investing in this program and the thoughts that came up to, for me were, I'm going to say a couple of thoughts were I'm selfish. I'm a selfish mom. I'm holding my family back. Now, like we're taking steps back in our lifestyle because of me. And the feeling that came up for me was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And I just felt very guilty because my husband and I had worked so hard with our nine to fives to get ourselves to a very comfortable lifestyle and level. And 
we decided that we, you know, I would quit. And although I knew that was a really big deal, it kind of felt like, like, who am I to like take out money from our savings? Or I think it was our stock. We took out money from our stock to pay for this coaching program. And I had a lot of thoughts about it. And I just remember feeling very guilty. And I remember feeling like a really shitty mom, like this money could go to so many other places. I just felt like a shitty mom. I felt like a shitty uh, wife. So the thoughts that came to my head were like, I'm holding my family back. I'm the reason we can't do this. I'm the reason we can't do that. I'm I'm super selfish. Like, who do I think I am? Am I making the right decision? Like all of this flow of thoughts, right? And the feeling that produced for, that produced for me was guilt and shame. Now, in this model and the way I coached myself through this is I didn't like go through the whole model in detail, but I do remember journaling this and like taking note of my thoughts. And I remember really thinking about the, the feeling part. So I wrote down all my thoughts that I was thinking. Like I just, it was like a, a, a dump, a, a brain dump of thoughts that I was holding. And the fe- and then I thought about the feeling. I was like, cat, how does this feel? And I was like, I feel really guilty. I feel really shameful. I feel like I'm holding my family back, right? So if I put emotions to this, it's guilt, shame. I don't know. I think it dabbled a little bit with like, not embarrassed, but like, I think the shame, the shame was really like holding over me and, and the guilt. And I remember like without judging myself, right? Like without judging the emotions I was feeling or without judging myself for thinking this way, I kind of just, I tried to look at myself from the outside and I, this is what I asked myself. I asked myself, am I going to feel some shame? Am I going to feel some guilt throughout my journey to build my business into a million dollar business, into a six figure business, into a multiple six figure business? Me knowing what I know about business, me knowing what I know about life and all my experiences, like when I think about the things that I've accomplished in my life, did I feel some guilt and shame? And phrasing it like that and asking myself that question, it made me think of other times that I felt guilt and shame. So for example, it kind of brought me back to when I was in college and when I was up against deadlines for certain classes. And I remember I would have to like miss some baby shower sometimes because, you know, I I needed that whole Saturday to study or that whole Saturday to write a paper or that whole Sunday to, you know, edit my, my whatever. And I remember thinking like, God, I'm such a bad aunt or I'm such a bad sister. I should, such a bad best friend. I should have organized my time better. Like I should. And I had very similar feelings like 
I'm a bad this. I'm very selfish. Like I should have done it this way. But when I think about my journey of graduating and when I think about other people's journey of graduating from college, like that's a pretty normal feeling of feeling guilty for like saying no to family things because you have to go to school or because you have to work on a paper, right? Like I remember when I went through that, my, especially for first gen college graduates, right? Like I I imagine now with my kids, if they needed to do a paper, I would completely understand because I've been to freaking college. But when the majority of your family has never gone to college, it looks very like, it can look very like self-interested that like you want to go work on school when you should be with your family and you should have like, you know, you should have studied this, done this earlier. You should have done it at a different time or why can't you do it a different time? Right. So it had me thinking of that. I also remember it also brought me back to like my career and, um, making certain decisions in my career and switching jobs and like how I could sometimes feel guilt for leaving a job that I was like leaving a job or a manager that I cared about a lot, but like I had to do it for me. Right. I started thinking of all these things where I felt shame and when I felt guilt. And then I asked myself, am I going to feel guilt sometimes? Am I going to feel shame sometimes on my way to a million dollar business? Because overall, that's my goal. And my answer to that was absolutely. Of Of course, you will feel guilt. Of course, you will feel shame. Of course, you will, Kat. You're doing something big. You're doing something that nobody you know has done before. And I had to have this like conversation with myself to really understand why I was think why my brain was telling me I'm selfish, I'm holding my family back, da da da. I had to ask myself these questions. So when I asked myself these questions, I was like, okay, so feeling guilt is not wrong. What if I just made it safe for me to have like a certain level of guilt? And like, what if I just had to live with a certain me- a certain level of guilt or shame while I grow my business? Am I willing to do that? As long as it's an integrity with me, right? Like if I know I'm not doing anything very wrong, like if I, if I can make a deal with myself that like, yeah, this isn't long, this isn't wrong in the long term. It just feels wrong right now. Am am I safe in feeling this way? Those are the questions I'm asking myself. And then when I really think about the thoughts, right? Like I'm holding my family back. That was a big thought for me. I'm holding my family back. I had to ask myself, is that true? Now, there are reasons your brain will come up with that tell you like, yeah, it's true. Look, (laughs) you could be doing this or that, 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 that. But I had to choose the reasons on how that wasn't true. 
So when my brain was like, you're holding your family back, look at your lifestyle, da 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 when my brain went that direction, I had to remind it of what I'm doing. I'm like, it might feel like I'm holding my family back now, but when I have this million dollar business, when I have this six figure business, I'm going to be able to pick up my son every single day from school. I'm going to be able to surprise my husband with day dates and get a babysitter because I have the freedom of time that a nine to five will never give me. I'm going to show my son that he can actually do whatever the heck he wants in his life. And I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to show it to him. Is that holding my family back? I had to ask myself those questions for me to just start opening up like the floodgates of possibility of how it's not true. It's not true that I'm holding like all these thoughts of like, I'm selfish. Are you selfish? Or are you trying really hard to do something that no one in your family has ever done and it feels very selfish? So I had to allow myself to like, okay, I'm going to feel a little guilty sometimes and I have like, I'm okay with that. I'm going to have to learn to be okay with that if, if this is what I want for me and my life and for my family. And when I gave myself permission to feel a feeling, a.k.a. guilt, a.k.a. shame, when I gave myself permission to feel that way, what it did is it it didn't, it helped me have conversations, very open conversations with my husband. And it helped me have really good conversations with my husband where I could communicate where I was coming from. I could communicate that this is something long-term. I could communicate that like, look, it's going to be hard for a while. For sure it's going to be, but I'm going to always be honest with you about it, right? Like it helped me communicate with my partner in a way that made it very safe for me and also safe for him. But the thing is, I needed to do this work before I even went to him. And he, like, for the most part, he was cool. Like, we we had a lot of fights in the beginning of my business and probably before my business even started regarding, like, you know, me wanting to quit and all this stuff. But I, like, when I was okay that it's safe to feel a little guilt and shame, coming to him to have a conversation, whatever that conversation was, It helped me show up with so much more confidence, which of course is going to help him be more confident in the whole process as well. And then when I went along in my business, right, when I started doing what I got to do and market and whatever, it it gave such, it had such less pressure when it came to like the family stuff and being selfish and them holding my family back because I felt like, my partner knows where I stand. I know where I stand. Now I just have to learn how to feel a little bit of guilt and that's okay. 
and I'm safe in that. And now I know for sure that in this journey of wherever I'm going, I'm going to feel this way sometimes and it doesn't have to mean something's wrong. Something's, it doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It doesn't mean that I'm making a bad decision. It doesn't mean that way. It just means growth. And when I give myself that permission, the next thing that comes up that, that has me feeling selfish or guilty or whatever, I'll be like, wait, 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 I've, I've coached on this before. Let me dissect this a little bit deeper. And I just have such better self-awareness because I know myself and I've already had this conversation with myself. Okay. I want to bring up one more scenario that I 100% had to go through. I don't know how many times, but I want to bring it up. So this scenario, the circumstance is having three no's in a row. We can call this whatever number, five rows in a no, okay? I mean, five no's in a row. So let's say you have five rows in a row. You had five sales calls, all of them gave you a no. And the thought that comes to you is, people don't want to work with me. I'm never going to be good at this. My business is never going to work. Even if you have clients, your brain will serve you these kind of thoughts. Now, when you have five no's in a row, it feels shitty, right? But I remember, I'm thinking of a specific time where I... Had, I, don't, I don't know if I had five no's, but it was like five people who were like, I, I'll think about it. And I, I remember feeling like my brain was going back and forth on how to think about these people. And I, I just felt really, really stuck. I think it was when I changed my prices to 3000 from 2200 I think it was, to 3000 And that was probably the circumstance. It probably wasn't the nose. But the th- the thread of thinking went something like, they don't want to work with me. I don't know if they want to work with me. If they wanted to work with me, they would have said yes. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like just a lot of negative thinking around these like pending clients. Right. And I want to say it was the end of the month too. And the month prior, I had closed like something like five clients. It was my biggest month ever. And I remember I had a lot of thoughts of like, that was a one hit wonder. You're never going to do that again. This isn't how business goes. Like just a thread of really negative thinking. And I remember when I started thinking about this model, and trying to be aware of my thoughts, the feeling I was getting was more something like defeated. Like I I started to go down this row of assuming they were no's. And that was like what I was feeling. But then the other side of my brain was like, they didn't say no yet. You actually don't have an answer. So when I self-coach myself through this, here is what this looked like. One, again, a lot of conversation with myself. 
So step one is always, 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 always. And this, this is different every time I do it, but like you want to acknowledge your thoughts or your feelings or your actions, like any, anything on the line, but you want to acknowledge what that is. For me, I typically, before I start thinking of thoughts, I'll typically think of the feeling that I am having first. So I'll ask myself, like, if I'm spinning out or if I keep going back and forth and or whatever, I'll ask myself, like, or if I'm procrastinating, this happens a lot when I'm procrastinating, I'll be like, okay, what am I feeling? What am I actually feeling? What emotion am I feeling? And in this case, the feeling was defeated. And then I'd ask myself, okay, Kat, you're feeling defeated. Why? Well, I'm feeling defeated because five people said no to me. Or five people said maybe in a month or maybe in two months or maybe at the end of the year. Or like basically five people pending and or no's. That is like the circumstance that is triggering my feeling this. Okay, this happened and you're feeling this way. But what is your brain telling you? What are you telling yourself? What story are you telling yourself? And that's what I want you to identify. And what I realized is the story I was telling myself is that all of them were no's. Even if they weren't no's. I was feeling defeated because in my head, they were like, no, they would have said yes if they wanted to. So that's the first kind of question I would go down and ask myself. What are your thoughts? And really writing that down. Like actually writing it down and seeing what your brain is telling you. And then when you look at these thoughts, I want you to look at them like an outside person, like you're coaching yourself, like you are the client and you're coaching yourself. And I want you to ask, like, are these thoughts 100% true? So nobody wants to work with me. Is it true? Is that true? Nobody wants to work with you? Do you have a client? Have you ever had a client? Okay, well, if you've had a client, then that means people want to work with you. I mean, it's just the truth. Like, unfortunately, that's the truth. You can't fight with the truth. Okay. Is this true? Is that thought true? Like, is it a hundred percent true? Or are you making up a story behind it? So one, one question you can ask yourself is like, what story am I telling myself right now? I'm telling myself a story that... This person that said she wasn't sure and hasn't reached out to me for two whole weeks, I have assumed that she's a no. Look, she very well could be a no, but the truth is you don't know. So then once I like actually realize what's in my brain, I ask myself, what do I want to believe and think in this scenario? Like if I was being a coach, if I was being critical of my own thinking, what would I say? And my answer was, well, like then I would like get a little bit more detailed. I'd be like, well, I know this client told me she has two kids, so she's probably like busy 
like, and if she wanted, like, she might actually want to work with me, but she like lost the email. And every time she's looking for the email, she can't find it. And she's been meaning to reach out to me and da, 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 da. And I like literally will make up a story per each client of how like, it's absolutely true that they want to work with me. And it's just like themselves and life stuff that's in the way. And I remember my coach at this time, a specific, I'm, I'm thinking of a specific time. It was February of 2021. And I remember my coach at this time was very much like, you don't follow up with clients. I remember that. That was like her stance, which I, I don't have a huge stance on it. I think like you should absolutely follow up if you feel like following up and if it's an integrity with you. And if you don't want to follow up, then don't fo- follow up. I also don't think you need to follow up. But I remember in this specific scenario, I I was like, I was thinking to myself and I, I really started telling myself, okay, what like six-figure cat, right? Like six-figure cat, what would she do in these moments? And I'm not telling y'all to do this, but I remember I started telling myself things like, of course they're busy. Of course they like, they like absolutely want to work with me. They're just super busy and they have kids and they're in school and da, 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 da. And like, they, or, or sometimes I'm like, they're super scared and nervous, but they wanted it. And I, I remember that from the call or whatever. Right. And I think that when I started telling myself that story, the action that like I really wanted to take was sending all of them a vo- an audio voice um, DM and letting them know that I haven't forgot about them and that there's no pressure to, to work with me, but I just wanted to, them to know I haven't forgot and like the availability is still open if they want, um, but I wanted to let them know for blah, blah, blah. I forget exactly how I said it. And I remember I was driving my son. Um, we used, I used to drive him a lot, um, for naps. Right. So like, it was like 12 o'clock and I would literally just like, when he had a hard time going down for his nap, I would drive for like an hour and a half in LA, just like random freeways, just so he can sleep. And, that day, I remember I was th- I was self-coaching in the car. I was thinking of all these things. And the first thing that came to my mind um, when I started telling myself this story that was much more like helpful and made me feel like taking action, I remember I was like, I'm just going to audio DM them. I don't like, they might think this is like super sleazy or super salesy, but I know I'm not coming from a salesy place. I'm coming from like a very authentic, like, look, I know you're busy. Like, I just want you to know, I haven't forgot about you. Like that was the intention. Like it was very, it was very, it it felt good to me. So I remember my son was in the car and I was like, okay, I hope he doesn't wake up. I think it was like near the time that he was going to wake up anyway. And I pull out my phone and I'm in the car driving. Um, and I'm not looking at my phone, obviously, but I press the button to record and without practicing, without saying anything, I'm like, hey, so-and-so, I just want you to know I haven't forgot about you. I haven't heard back, obviously. I know you're a busy woman. I just want you to know that I haven't forgot about you and that the um availability is still open if 
if you choose not to work with me, that's no problem at all. Then I want you to like, that's, I, I forget what I said, but like, basically I was like, look, if you don't want to work with me, that's no problem at all. I just want you to know that the invitation is still open. And I, um, I've been thinking about you and I hope you're doing well. And then I think I would bring up something that we talked about on the call and I let it go. And I did that to, for like three or four people that were maybes. And then the people that said, no, I like a hundred percent just decided that like, of course they said, no, they're not the perfect client for me right now. And that's okay. Like I let that be okay and fine. Like I don't want to coach them, right? If, if, if they don't want to work with me, it's very simple. Here is what I want you to take away from this. You have the ability. It takes practice. It takes a lot of practice, but you have the availability to change the story you tell yourself in your head about the circumstances that come up for you. Now, I'm not talking all freaking circumstances, but I'm talking business circumstances, okay? Like the majority of life circumstances and the majority of business circumstances you get to decide how you think about them. And I always want you to be so interested and, and curious of what your mind, what journey your mind wants to take you in and why it wants to keep you in this comfort of playing small and this comfort of nobody wants to work with me and this comfort of like, oh, maybe this will never work. Yeah, because it's really fucking hard to believe in yourself. It's really hard to tell yourself a different story. It's really hard to pick yourself back up when you fail. Of course, it's comfortable for you to tell yourself the same story, that this isn't going to work. Of course it is. That's the easy way out. I want you to... Like when what I wanted to really teach you and show you in sharing these scenarios is that self-coaching is so much more about understanding yourself and learning who you are and what your brain, what direction your brain takes you in and learning about why it takes you in that direction. Not from a place of shame, but a place of pure curiosity. And, and that involves learning how to ask yourself some really hard questions and some good questions. And, and one, it involves you really being willing to not go down this thought pattern that your brain wants you to go down, but instead being curious about the thought pattern, being curious what your brain is serving you, and then asking yourself, oh, that's so interesting. Why am I thinking that? What circumstance like actually triggered that. Something triggered this line of thoughts. What is that? What am I feeling? What emotion am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? What thoughts are provoking that? What action, what action am I not taking because I'm thinking this thing? Like, I just want you to be curious. And like, when it comes to self-coaching, self here's why self-coaching is so, it's like one of the best skills you can teach yourself in growing your business and making money in your business is learning how to self-coach. And the reason why is learning how to coach yourself 
helps you learn how to love and embrace who you are. And it helps you learn how to not shame yourself. And it helps you remember that you're just a human. And of course you think these things. Of course you, you know, think whatever because you've been through a lot of shit and you've had traumatic things happen to you and you've been conditioned by your family to think this way and feel this way. You've been conditioned by society to think this way about this and that. And what health, what self-coaching has helped me do is just help me empathize with myself and give me way more freedom to not shame myself. But this has happened purely because not only because of the coaching that I've done on myself, but because of the coaching I have invested in. And there are a hundred percent times where I, I felt like I couldn't coach myself through something, or I felt like I was just hitting a wall. And those are the times I got coached. And those are the times I was so grateful to to be a person who invests in coaching and who can call on a coach and get support whenever I need. So I hope this was helpful to you. This is how I coach myself. Um, Go out there and sell your little heart out and learn how to be kind to yourself and be curious about what your mind is telling you. Not from a place of shame, but from a place of tell me more. I want to know more. Why am I thinking this way? That's so interesting from a place of compassion and love for yourself. I promise you, when you learn how to self-coach, you will learn how to love yourself more. Little by little. Trust me, I got a lot of work to do. And I'm pretty good at self-coaching myself. And I still have a lot of work to do. But this really is a process of healing. I've seen it over and over and over again. All right, y'all. I will see you next time. I want to remind you, this is what I, this is the work we do in my mastermind. And my, if you want to be a part of my mastermind, it's called Show Up and Lead. It will help you create your journey to six figures and sell out your program. But it will require you to really get to know yourself and really practice self-coaching so that you can go out there and sell and market from a place of love for your people. So if that's you, I want you to get on the wait list. You could find it either on my Instagram and my link in bio, on my website, katdelcarmen.com, or you can look at it in the show notes here below. Get on the wait list. The doors open for the next round in November, at the end of November, and we get started in January. I don't want you to miss out. This is the way to work with me right now. And if you want coaching and support, I want to help you, okay? All right. I will see you later. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdelcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.